Also, we sell coffee to help support the show. Three blends, Weekend Getaway, Summit View, and the brand new Espresso Blend, which I'm having this morning, by the way, in my Bison Tumbler. We also have 22-ounce Bison Tumblers on pre-order right now on the website, 95adventure.com. Every purchase goes back to supporting the show and goes back into making it better. So please head on over there, support the show, have a tasty beverage, and just know that we really appreciate all the support. 95adventures.com. Thanks. This episode is with Austin Nordone. He is a yoga instructor up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and just overall rad dude. He's had his own podcast. Um, he's a communications expert, as you will find out in this episode. We talk a lot about mental health. We talk a lot about just ways we can better our lives in general. And he's a very, very smart, passionate human being. Really enjoyed getting to know this guy. So please enjoy Austin Nardone. There we go, man. Thanks for joining me on this one, Austin. Yeah, bro. I'm excited. Yeah, It's uh, been a while since I've done any podcast. Yeah, you said you did a soccer podcast, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Are are my audio volumes still good? Yeah. Yeah, it looks fine to me. Amazing. Amazing. So, um, so yeah. So, um, I had a soccer podcast, um... I've been a lifelong supporter of a soccer team called Tottenham Hotspur. There's this team in North London that I have been following since I was like 14 years old. And uh, so in following this team, naturally, it was harder to um, to communicate with a lot of people here in the States, especially because it's a very specific team that I follow. Now, there are supporters groups throughout the U.S. There, um, there's actually one here in Dallas as well that's very, very um, active. So it feels cool to be able to connect with those kinds of people. But I wanted to be able to bring my, um, my knowledge of the game because I grew up playing soccer and my, um, my fandom to a broader audience or, or to be able to communicate with a broader audience, essentially. So that's how I got involved with a I actually started my own podcast a long time ago. Someone heard it from the UK, thought I was good enough to come onto their program. And which was funny because I literally was just a noob, but I was passionate about it. And I think that's really what it, where it all stems from is just your passion for the, for the, the sport. Right. So, so I, I kind of was super passionate about this thing and got into doing, um, got into doing a, you know, a podcast with this group of guys. And then it just multiplied one thing to the next, you know, I got offered to come on to one program. And then I got offered my own program, which was going to basically be like the U.S. version of like the U.K. version of that podcast to kind of a broader, like have a broader audience um, to uh, to the U.S., I guess, or like a, a voice for the U.S. audience. So it was kind of cool to be able to be part of something so cool and big. And then that kind of fell by the wayside, was in a really bad relationship and just like couldn't give anything online anymore. I was just like you know, exhausted with it. So then came into that space where I was just ready to, uh, it's funny because now it's like, I've been listening to podcasts more. I've been wanting to get back into the podcast game, uh, with on the soccer side of things. And then you reached out and now I'm like, this is perfect. This is a good way for me to kind of get back to things. But I actually did go to school for mass communications with an emphasis in broadcast journalism. So, uh, being on sports radio and television is really naturally what I wanted to do. So the fact that I still get to like scratch this itch and, and do this thing with, uh, with this 
is really cool. And I just, um, I appreciate you having me on. Oh, absolutely. Did you ever, did you ever do anything with TV, like sports broadcasting, that type of stuff? No, no, man. No, I, I was, I was involved with Sam Houston state has an amazing program, uh, where their, um, their broadcast journalism side of things over there at, at Sam is pretty significant. One of the best in Texas. So I was part of their news program for a little bit, helped produce some things, do um, some smaller um, advertisements, uh, PSAs, things along those lines. I was kind of all part of the core curriculum. And uh, that was about it. I made my own movies in college. That was kind of cool. Uh, made music in college. That was kind of cool too. Those are things that this kind of uh, mass communications background really kind of gives you the opportunity to do is just be really creative, like in TV and, and uh, radio. So super cool, but I never got into anything professionally. I think specifically because of the idea that it's so hard to get into that industry, like very difficult. So yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to, yeah, to get on and, and be able to do that kind of stuff again. It's uh, This is a cool place. So what did you do when you got out of college, like going for for that sort of specific niche of a thing, what did you do when you left? Like what drew you away from it? Well, I mean, to be fair, there was a big part of the emotional and like self-love journey that was just not happening in college. I was just not in a place where I was loving myself or being positive in general with myself. Like just wasn't really doing the shadow work necessary wasn't doing the light work necessary. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't loving myself in a way where I was giving myself the same light, love and energy that I give to other people. I wasn't giving that to myself at all. Like I didn't even know how to. So I was in a very depressed place, you know, towards the end of my college career was in a very weird place as well in terms of like not really wanting to continue to do mass comm anymore. So I just kind of was coming into a really kind of dark place personally. Um, and I also was getting out of a very toxic relationship at that time too. So I just didn't want to be at that school anymore. I just didn't, I did not want to be anywhere near it. It just reminded me of such toxicity, right? Cause I had been in that school for probably three years plus with this, this girl that I was with that it was super toxic. So I had to get the, get the heck out of there. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I got back family's business, started working in my family's business again and was making decent money. You know, I was making pretty good money. And, and really since then I've pretty much done the same thing. I've been in, uh, the window film industry for the better part of 16, 17 years now. It's been a long, long time I've been in this game. So, um, yeah, so my family does this thing where we sell and install window film for residential and commercial buildings. That's pretty much what I did when I got out of college. Once that was said and done, you know, um, pretty much got out of, uh, wasn't really doing much with my mass communications track until much later in life, almost five, six years later. And then I started kind of scratching that itch and getting, um, getting involved in different soccer programs for, for podcasts and stuff in the UK, which is pretty cool. Well, one thing that I do is I, I look up, it's funny that you said that I, I had no idea, but I look up on people's posts. I'll scroll through their social media a little bit to see just how they communicate mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I have them on a podcast. Like, is this going to be something where I'll be able to talk to the person or think I can, or it'll float? You never 100% know, but, uh, I saw one of your ads for your yoga thing that you were doing. I was like, Oh man, this guy, like he talks amazing on like, it looks like you just did that in <laughs> one you. take. You just did it. And I was like, okay, cool. That'd be awesome. Like he's sometimes pretty- they take several takes. what sometimes they take several times. I'm on social media and I'm doing like, you know, a quick thing where it's just like, 
you know, even now I could do one right now. Like, what's good, yogis? It's your boy, Ratchet Rabbit. Like, I'm going to be teaching tomorrow evening, 10 p.m. at Lover's Lane. It's going to be a slow flow. Come through, bring your mask, and let's get it going. Like, you know, something <laughs> as easy as that. That's like a 10 to 15 second blurb, right? That's as long as you have on clips on Instagram to post something. It's like 15 seconds. So I think I said minutes earlier, but yeah, seconds. You have like 15 seconds to make a post. So it's something where naturally, you know, you have to like limit yourself to what you're saying, but at the same time, you want to be personable. So it's one of those things where you want to capture your personality and your character because that essentially on, on social media, they're following a character. They don't know you. You know what I mean? They don't, they, they want, they might want to know more about you and you're like personal, but for the most part, you're a character online, you know? So we're as, as a yoga instructor, you kind of have to play into that a little bit and, and upsell an experience. Like you're coming to take class with Ratchet Rabbit, you know, or you're coming to take class with Ratchet or, or Austin or, or whatever you want to refer to me as, you know? But, um, but yeah, it's, it's cool that it's crazy. Social media is like, can be so toxic, but I think when you, use it more as a tool to make money or use it more as a tool to like get people to like come to your class and things along those lines, it can be very, very useful. And I think then you kind of detach your emotional uh, aspect to it. So oh, 100% yeah. agree with you there. Like you, it's tempting every now and then to like go down that dark hole where it's not beneficial to you with social media but really, mm-hmm. if you just stay in your lane with what you're using for, like I use it simply for the podcast and like rollerblading videos and workout stuff. And so right. I just fill right. my feed with, yeah, I just fill it with that. You just fill it with that. And then all that just shows yeah. up and you don't ever have to, you re- very rarely have to look at the stuff that's going to lead you down a toxic rabbit hole. Right, right. Well, and the things I think too is, is, um, it depends on what you're, like you say, it really depends on what you're using the platform for. If you're using the platform for validation, you will never be satisfied because it'll never be enough. You know, you could get, if you're using it for likes, <laughs> that shit does not fill your bank account. You know, it does not even fill your your emotional bank account or your, your spiritual bank account. It does nothing for you. It, it, it's, and you know what? We're all guilty of it. If we make a good post and it gets a bunch of likes, we're like, man, I'm making some traction. Like, oh, cool, you know, whatever. Or we we associate like likes and follows with like our self-worth, which is so, so backwards, like so, so backwards. Because I know I met some really powerful, amazing people who don't have social media. You know what I mean? And it's hard to believe that 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 exists in 2021 because it's like, don't you want to stay connected? Don't you want to, like, connect with everybody and, like, get more people to, like, follow you or more people that 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 does not appeal to everyone, you know? So you have to think of it in a way in which it does not toxify your engagement with your community or your, you know, or, or, or what you use it for to be positive for you. You might use it specifically, like you said, for rollerblading videos and workout videos, things that you may see that inspire you to want to be better or do better for yourself. Right. But not also to look at these things and then think of yourself in a way where you think I'm lesser than or I'm not as good as that. And it makes me feel a certain type of way, salty or sad about some shit. Right. So it's something where you have to separate that 
So then that way you can just function, you know, because it, it, it is something where I think I've had definite issues before, like being so attached to the social media or so attached to like the Instagram that, you know, you forget at times how much you're on it. You know, I average probably, I would say two and a half to almost three hours a day on Instagram, which is a lot. You know, that's a lot. And I think that the reason that I use it that much, I justify it in my mind and say to myself, it's because of the yoga. It's because I'm using it as an account to drive people into my classes and to grow this community. And yes, that's all well and good. But um, I am on it quite often scrolling or going through stories. And, you know, sometimes even though it may be in search of inspiration or it may be in search of just some some cool imagery that drives you on to think of something, uh, you know, cool in your own aspect. Um, you know, like you say, rollerblading videos maybe inspire you to go rollerblade or, or to try a new trick or this or that or or workout videos. They have certain circuits of workout that you see and you're like, that looks cool. I'll just save that. Use it later on with some free weights in my house, especially due to COVID. That makes sense. So there's ways in which you can use it to make it be a tool that works for you and not against your uh, mental health. But it's also something where that conversation doesn't get had very often. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it does. It really, and it, it, you said something funny, like it really is easy to look at it and go like, well, I'm not that good or I'm not that fit or I'm, you know, whatever. But your point of using it for your yoga, it's not, it's not just you telling yourself that that's what you're doing. Like, I mean, I was going to say being a personal trainer, True. you know, my wife's a personal trainer, like she's a trainer and a CrossFit coach. Mm. And so it's building that Amazing. business and seeing this side of, of the industry it's you got to hustle, dude. Hustle. Like nobody gets that. Dude, for free. No, no. You got to grind your way to the top of whatever you're trying to grind your way to the top of. I got to tell you, even with yoga, it's like it's a means to an end. Yes. But you also have to be very respectful of like the people around you, you know, the people that you care about that um that want to spend time with you you know you have to got to put the phone down sometimes you know you you just gotta even though you know you might want to you might want to say like oh i've got you know i'm doing it for the yoga like that's why i'm on it so much like like yeah but also have the ability to disconnect have the ability to to it's it's that it's 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 like it's very blurred line so you know you have to um you have to be able, you have to make sure that you're you're staying the course within what works for you you know and 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 i think that it is just as important as it is to be on the social media presence and growing your presence on there you also need to be doing things within your own life the self care things and not just like putting the blinders on and going okay well i'm going to stay on social media for three and a half hours because i need to do this for my business well maybe but also like maybe be on it for 30 minutes and then time yourself. And when it's, when it's your 30 minutes are off, put the phone down, go read a book, like listen to a podcast, listen to, you know, further yourself because I heard something the other day that was very, very poignant. It, and I I hate to, um, to, to not credit where I heard it from because it is a, it's like a nugget from somebody who wrote a book and it was an audio book. And in this book, it said, the path to fearlessness is through enlightenment. So that essentially means, you know, if you're self-aware and you're trying to make yourself self-aware and self-sufficient in a way where 
you're always looking for the best version of yourself, you become all knowing of yourself. You, you become all understanding of what you require, what you, what works best for you, what makes you happy. Right. And in doing so, the fear starts to disappear because the fear is replaced with gratitude or with replaced with your authenticity, your truest version of yourself. So it's like coming into that, I think is, is really the goal, you know, over. And if, and if social media helps you do that, amazing, uh, amazing. But like also realize that like at the end of the day, like when, when it's said and done, how many followers, followers you had or how many likes you had on your last post is not going to give you value to what happened in your life. You know, that's, that's relationships, that's places you've been, that's experience. And you don't get through that through, through the phone, you know, not really. Isn't that so. like the point of yoga is to disconnect anyway, right? You're disconnecting for, yeah, moments, for you know what I mean? Like you're supposed to be in tune with yourself, quietness and, you know, all, obviously I saw some cool stuff on your page. I was going to ask about, about like, you've got the maces out there. You've got, you're doing some other pretty rad stuff and you know, the break dancing stuff, you called it flow, I think, or whatever, which is pretty cool. But, yeah. uh, but yeah. I think that's the point. If you're going to yoga, it doesn't make sense to always have your phone like to shut it off is part of the point. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, so so we're getting into the yoga discussion. I've been teaching eight months now, so still a newer teacher in the game, but somebody who I absolutely love this teaching yoga is my passion. A hundred percent. It's I feel like it's what I'm here on this earth to do is to share light, love and positivity through this expression through this um through this platform and to essentially help people find the light within themselves right i'm not i'm just mirroring the light that you are it's not like i'm pulling something out of you that wasn't there to begin with like everyone has this light and love within themselves and you have to be shown the light sometimes to understand that you are light You, you know what i mean so so in yoga at least whenever I'm teaching, uh, a key part of the experience that I want my students to have when they're in class with me is to go internal, you know, to, to be able to to go somewhere vulnerable for themselves so then that they can find healing. Because trauma is something that I think all of us in life experience. There's not a single life that isn't touched by trauma in some way or the other, you know, loss or, you know, loss of friends, family, loss of people that you love, people that you thought were going to be in your life for forever and aren't in your life for forever. Like you've been hurt, you've been, you know, lied to, you've been cheated on, like all the things, you know, but like you get to get over all of that shit whenever you're on your mat, when you're being the yogi, when you're tapping into your heart and your experience in your breath, you know, like you realize that whenever you're on your mat, it's like you're in that space where you have to talk to yourself and you have to like get through some shit because it's so quiet stillness and quiet at times in your practice is so required. And it's so um, easy for us to distract ourselves with all the noise and all the background noise that goes on in all different walks of life that, you could easily just have the blinders on for the whole of your life and never really connect or actually like be vulnerable for a second. Let some shit go. If it's not helping you grow at this point, it's probably best to just release it. Right. To just like let some of that stuff go. And it's hard because, you know, trauma is heavy. Right. It's something that is like a piano and you've got your hand on the piano 
because you know that that trauma is heavy and it's not going anywhere. It's, it's something solid, something that you are so used to at this point that you're, you're just grasping for that. And once you've got a hold of it, it's like you can only go as far as your reach extends. And that's not very far whenever you're holding on to your trauma. So you have to let that heavy shit go and then come into a space where you learn from it and then you move on to the next, you know, and keep making mistakes. You know, it's, it's the pursuit of perfection is a lie. You know what I mean? Like, that's not supposed to be what your life is. It's supposed to be, you know, the pursuit of authenticity and the pursuit of positivity within yourself and your own actions. Simple. <laughs> simple. It's just as simple as that. I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying because, and I don't think it's just yoga for people, in my opinion. Um, it's anything. Like, mm -hmm. when I, jo I never worked out before ever. And when I joined a CrossFit class, that was like my jam. It felt like little skating community I had before. And like, it just, everything meshed. You know. It was my hour to go and be me and not who I am at my job or, mm -hmm. you know, over here with any sure. distractions going on. It was like, yeah. they all went away. I walked through the door. It doesn't matter. That's my time. And that's like the yoga stuff. It's really cool. I really enjoy talking to people like yourself. There's another lady I had on the podcast, um, and she does a yoga studio. She has a yoga practice studio. She's really deep into it. Um, mm -hmm. but she does a lot of Amazing. athletes. And you think of yogi people and what comes off, I guess, in social media or in your advertisement for it is of like this, you know, centering, um, you know, there's no personality. In it. You know, you're taking the ego away, no personality. But it is kind of refreshing to be like, there's a human being right there that's just like, he's saying it, he has personality, but also it's cool. Like yoga's cool as well as freeing and yeah. relaxing, you know? All the things, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the association with yoga, it, because it's an Eastern practice, you know, it's very old school. Um, you know, the there's it's, it's even sometimes a little bit, too old school in the way that, you know, um, some of the practices may have been, especially because it was done by mostly men. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very inclusive practice, but I, I tend to think that there's like some not like misogynistic views throughout like the basis of the old world. And obviously that stuff doesn't vibe. That's not, that's not even to like cool at all. So, you know, so, so you have to kind of understand that, you know, as a yoga instructor, or as a yogi, you know, um, adhering to a certain set of, um, I guess, you know, uh, what you would normally think of a yogi or a yoga instructor, it's kind of, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a little short-sighted because obviously, and, and that usually is just to people not knowing about it. And, and of course you fear what you don't understand. So it's something where people will be afraid to step into a yoga studio because you're, afraid that you're not going to be zen enough or you're not going to be good enough or you're not going to know any of the poses so you're terrified to even step foot into the space because you don't want to seem like a like like a total noob you know and, and that's fine i think that that's very fair however it's it's kind of misguided in in its process because the benefits of yoga the three-pronged attack of the, 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 you know, the spiritual, the physical and like the emotional, you know, you, you just kind of get in touch with everything you need to get in touch with. And it's not I think like literally like 95 percent of yoga is 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 what's going on inside of you. 
the five percent is the poses right like the five percent is the physical aspect like you could be an amazing yogi and still not have a meditation practice to where you're not like doing what you need to do on the internal to like truly get the benefits on that side of the coin you could same thing with with being you know the complete opposite where you're so internal and you're getting all of those amazing benefits and your physical practice is lacking for whatever reason whether it be injury or you know um maybe you're just physically not that fit if you're overweight or you know if if you feel like you haven't been in a gym forever if your mobility is very low if your flexibility is low you can still sit on your mat and and meditate you can still be in that space coming back to your breath and understanding like a deeper part of yourself through your breath through um community you know because when you're in that space you feel you know you feel connected you feel comfortable you know what i mean like you you feel good enough to let some shit go and to be vulnerable because you see the teachers being vulnerable by speaking in front of the class for an hour you see the other yogis in the space who may not be very physically fit or may not be your ideal image of like a yoga a yogi and yoga pants and all the things but like that's the beautiful thing about yoga is it's all walks of life it's all you know races colors creeds sexual orientation like anybody is welcome in this space no matter what walk of life what what walk of life you come from you're welcome in the space you know and if you've got tons of trauma and if you feel super injured or super you know sore about some things that have happened to you in your life this is the best and probably some of the cheapest therapy that you can find not saying don't go to therapy because i think it is still very very important for every adult to do that but i think that mostly it's important that, you know, you incorporate something as well that if you're not interested in therapy and you want something else that'll be a release, yoga is beautiful for that because it kind of gives you, uh, you know, a, a long line of, of different ways in which you can cope in a healthy way with some of the anxiety, depression or um, mental health issues you may be having, you know. So I think that that's really the biggest probably thing that is overlooked is the benefits of yoga and not and and like you say almost kind of getting um lost or or losing sight of like what's most important about it and and thinking too much on the physical aspect of it or too much on the practices and or or the the poses in the practice rather you know and, and worrying about how you can make those happen when reality doing yoga is showing up to the studio and laying on your mat for an hour and trying to be still you know what i mean and trying to like go internal and think about some shit that's yoga that's the real yoga that's my favorite part so, when yeah. you lay on your back at the Obviously, end very passionate about <laughs> say what when you lay on your back at the end that's my favorite part like you get done <laughs> you lay on the back Bossing it. <laughs> yeah it's my yeah fa- they call that they call it corpse pose. what do they call it yeah they call that corpse pose because they call it corpse pose or a uh, shavasana shavasana is the practice that is said to, or the, the pose that is said to be the most important in your practice so that would mean that out of all the poses the most important one is to lay flat on your back which I know it sounds crazy, but stillness is hard for people, you know, stillness and, and, and being internal is hard for most people. So just trying to be still and come back to your breath and understand that, like, it's going to be OK. I'm just going to be silent for eight to 10 minutes. That's hard for a lot of people. People check their their Apple watches and check Ooh. their phones in the middle of it. It's just totally it's it's not disrespectful to me. It's disrespectful to themselves because they need it more than ever 
if you if you can't stay still for eight to ten minutes and not check your phone or your watch, you're in trouble. That's wild. With yourself, they they you check know? their Apple watches while they're in class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, man. It's just 2021, man. Everybody's so connected to being connected, right? And not wanting to lose relevance or not wanting to lose the opportunity to make a connection with somebody or or find the love of your life. Like, you know, it's like, it's just desperate. You know, you have to, and it's funny because a lot of the times when you're operating from scarcity, that desperateness I'm talking about, when you're operating from a, a place of scarcity, you don't seem attractive or or even approachable by most because you you seem in a way where you're trying to you're you're trying to operate from a glass that is not full essentially you you have a, an empty glass so if you're operating from abundance and you're not operating from scarcity you're you know you're you're true in your intentions you're you're pure with the words that you speak you do not lie you do not cheat you do not steal you know you're 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 really just trying to make it your way and find your way in in the world in a very positive way and affect people around you in a positive way like you you come to find that people will be attracted to that and you will find more genuine connections in your life when you start to disconnect and start to reconnect to yourself to your own authenticity, because that's when people will start to find and come to you because authenticity is attractive. It is something that makes others want to be around you because they feel maybe they can be more authentic just by being around you and your authenticity for a little while. And that is what essentially my yoga uh, studio and my my community really, you know, over at Black Swan, that's what a lot of the teachers, most of all of us do, you know, and, I, and I'm no different. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be as authentic as I can in that space. So that way, for an hour out of your day, when you come and flow with me, you can be authentic, too. And you can just let down your hair and just 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 be OK for an hour. You know, and if you go back to the chaotic life that you lead as soon as you walk out the doors, that's completely up to you. But the good news is, is when you come to a space where yoga is being taught, especially by myself, I can promise you, you're going to come to a different understanding of yourself while you're in the space, because it's going to be they're going to be opportunities for you to do it or to pass it up. And if you're passing it up, you're probably going to feel like the class wasn't wasn't a big hit for you. But that's also might just be because you're dealing with things in a way that typically you wouldn't, you know, in a yoga space. That's for a lot of people. Like I said, that could be a lot. That could be scary to be still, to be silent, to be. And I mean, it's only my Shavasana is only like eight to ten minutes every class. So it's like you're being physical for literally the other 45 to 50 minutes of the program. But, you know, that some people still they'll they just they just squirm. They can't sit still. You know, so it's okay though. I just, I, if anything, I want all of the people who can't still to come to my class because then it's like, let me give you this healing. Let me, let me show you light. Let me show you what a self love journey looks like from a, from a, um, from a place of, of being vulnerable, like myself. Like, I don't mind talking about a self love journey because I know that a lot of people don't even understand what that means, but it, it's very important that you do actively pursue yourself for the rest of your life and the positivity that you require in your life, which everybody does. So you have to, that has to be your pursuit. One of your number one pursuits in life is how do you love yourself? How are you speaking to yourself? The voice that is inside of you, the things that you say to yourself, you should be able to say that to think, think about the things that you say to yourself and think of it as if you were saying it to your mother or somebody that you love dearly, right? That's the same way in which you speak to yourself. That that should be at, at least how it is anyways. I know for me, even 
to this day is it's, I'm kind of toxic to myself at times. I second guess myself. I say to myself, I'm trash or you're not good at this. Or, you know, I, if there's something that I'm nervous about because I'm not that great at it and I'm about to do it for the first time, I'm like, I'm going to do terrible or it's not going to be good. Like I, you start sabotaging yourself before you've even had an opportunity to fail or to mess it up, you know? So like, that is the number one thing I think that stops a lot of people from progressing in their life is because they're holding themselves back. Literally. That's what they mean when they say you're holding yourself back or, or you have nobody to blame, but yourself it's because you're not being positive in the way that you reinforce how you speak to yourself. You know, you should, you should be saying good things to yourself about yourself every single day, as much, if not 10 times more than you're ever hard on yourself about the shit that you ain't getting right. You know, because there's going to be a lot of things that you don't get right. But if you give yourself grace and you give yourself the opportunity and the space to create positivity within that, then you, you, you realize that you become grateful for even your failures. You, be, you become grateful for the opportunity to fail or the opportunity not to fail, but to learn. Right. So that's really what it, I think it, it boils down to is like that is for me what yoga is kind of in a nutshell. And that's why it's so made such a big impact on my life for sure. Well, I mean, and what for you sure. said makes it's like the one thing about you said a bunch of things I totally agree with the scarcity, the scarcity and abundance. I'm like all about, I mean, anybody who is scarce with anything, like they're holding things for them so they can be successful and they're scared of you getting it and running away with it and being, you know what I mean? Versus being abundant, just sharing your information with people. And if that's part of your personality, right. it tends to, like you said, attract more people. But the, the authenticity part, when you were saying it, I was like, man, it, it really makes it makes a bunch of sense because the way you tied it into yoga and like letting go and all this stuff and, and finding relaxation and light and being still and being authentically you. Cause that's refreshing. That's like, that's the most vulnerable you there is when you're authentic, but they're not allowed to be that at their nine to five jobs. Most of the time they've got coworkers, looking, you know, they got coworkers looking for places. They've got bosses that they're trying to get promotions to, but they have to be fake to and say certain things they wouldn't normally you're say. You're political game you're, you're you're doing whatever you got to do to get yeah. to the top and that's why the rat race really the the way in which it's set up doesn't really serve any of us in a positive way you know i mean it does to a degree whenever you're talking about the ep the end product you know when you're when you're at the end of the day you say i made x amount this year and i lived uh, a life above my means or i lived a life that I really enjoy because I work so hard. So it affords me the opportunity to do the things I love to do. I get that. It's all part. Of, it's all means to an end. And I'm not saying like the system all needs to be burned down or anything along those lines. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, first of all, I'm not that aggressive, nor am I that, you know, chaotic in the way that I would express myself. You know, I mean, I used to play paintball growing up, but that's about as, as aggressive as I ever got. I really thought of it more as tag than, you know, you're dead, you know? So it's something where for me, I tend to think, you know, there's ways in which you can, there's ways in which you can express yourself and, and still do both right? Do what, do what society is asking of you to do, have a job, whatever that means. Luckily in America, you can have a number of different things that you're passionate about and those things can make, help you make money. Right. So, um, so it's just something where luckily there's, there's a lot of those things where you can kind of blur the lines a little bit in between, like you say, your nine to five 
and, and like something you're really passionate about. With yoga, I'm on that journey. I'm trying to find how that works, how I can make yoga be my primary thing, my only thing that makes me money. But I'm also working for my family's business. So I've been doing that for half my life now. And it makes me a, a decent living. I, I'm, you know, I live well, but and I work hard to live well. So um, shouts out to Man Ready Mercantile. That's their coined phrase. That's in Houston, Texas. It's a men's clothing store. But anyways, um, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, but I, but I work hard and I live well. And the, I think the reason that I live well more so now than ever is because my mental health is in such a good place. So I have found something that re that re-energizes and re-instates my mental health is as part of my main journey as part of my of my key journey and i i make sure that i'm constantly working on that and making sure that that's like in a good place and then you know everything else kind of um falls down from that now the thing is though is is obviously having said that just doing the yoga is ne- is not going to pay the bills not until i get further certified until i want to do other things with yoga, like do my own yoga teacher trainings, own my own studio, you know, the path to the, the, the way in which it's self-sustainable, but I want a family, you know, I, you know, I have a very serious girlfriend and i um, very, very happy. And we both see a future together that includes a family. And that's the greatest gift I could ever hope for. And I'll, ha- I'll do whatever I have to do to make that financially a thing, right. To make that possible, but you know, it'll still be within the realm of yoga, but it'll also be within the the realm of like, I'm not going to make the chase of the paper be the main goal. Like I know a lot of people say like that has how is how it has to be to be successful when in, in, in life, you know, like when they ask Bob Marley, they said, you know, how rich are you? And he said, you know, when you say rich, what do you mean, Rich? He said, I, I've, you know, what he means is, you know, I, I'm rich in, in family. I'm rich in love. I'm rich in the things that matter most, right? So, like, it, it just means that, you know, even though the money is necessary, you can always make the money to do the things that are truly, truly special in your life, like having a family you know, and, and sharing light and love with people, helping people, you know, that's, that's the thing about yoga too, is I love so much is it, you really feel like you're helping people. You know, I took, I taught two classes today. I had seven people in my first class. I had two people in my second class, both, both those classes. I know I made a positive impact on the people that were in those classes for a fact. Like, I just know that what I did today was impactful. It was positive. And that's enough for me. Even though, you know, even though it's not paying me in the bundles, it's something that pays me in my heart more than I could ever ask for. So so keeping that healthy balance of like filling the cup, doing what I'm innately like born to do, share light, love and energy and positivity, change people's lives for the better. And then, you know, try and make money however I can. It's kind of the hustle right now. Hopefully I can start to connect dots a little bit more efficiently and make both of them work cohesively like you know and 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 we'll see i'm excited i mean i think things like that always work out but that's it's amazing that you're saying that same thing because i i have the same sort of feeling and i got caught up in the like no fun nothing in my life just work pay bills you know this is the this is the way life is supposed to be you know that's what everybody's telling Mm -hmm. you from all sorts of angles 
But when you get your hobby, like you're doing with the yoga, you're passionate about it. You, it bleeds through in the podcast right now. Like I'm loving talking to you about yoga. I'm not a yogi, but I'm loving this because it's, you're so passionate about what you're doing. But when you find that, even if you have a nine to five, when you find that you can be authentically yourself, like authentic, I don't even know if I'm talking right, but you can be yourself and no, still right. have that nine to five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like th- I figured that out because yeah. I'm not doing what I love right now. I, my boss is great. You know, I would love this podcast would be, that's the goal. This podcast and some other little side hustles is the goal to make the, yeah. the, the living. Right. But I'm a better employee to him. I'm happier at my job. Everything's going great. When I did these things like the podcast and I started getting my hobbies back and, Things that I'm passionate about, not that anybody else will tell me anything. So what you said makes perfect sense. And it's where the name of the podcast even came from, 9-5 Adventures, because it's like you don't have to have your own business or your dream life to live a dream life. You know what I mean? Like you can figure out a path and a journey to at least search Mm -hmm. for it and try for it. If you never get there, you had a bunch of fun along the way and you live life 100%. That's a hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent, and that's that's a beautiful, you know, that's a beautiful frame of mind to have, you know, to to understand that it's not always about like chasing the the big house or the the nice car or the you know the just just all the those are both of those things that I mentioned are very key things, yes, but it's material, it's a material item, something that you can't that that you can put a price on the things that you can't put a price on those experiences those those connections those those human interactions that you have in life the things that you can't put a price on that is the things that mean the most those are the things that you have to continuously pursue when you're not at your 9 to 5 if you can find them at your 9 to 5 like kind of like I did with yoga a little bit how it is my job and I've also found an amazing relationship through this journey and through this you know uh this you know being employed at black swan where also my girlfriend christy bates she works at black swan she's a teacher as well so of course i say that and and i've found amazing beautiful connections priceless connections that aren't at all connected to or or that are actually connected to you know the nine to five or the the part of you know the job if you will but i almost even look at it as yoga teaching yoga really isn't a job for me you know it's 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 almost like, you know, it's, it's, it's like expression and it's amazing that I get paid to do it. But reality is, is I'd probably do it for free if they didn't pay me. Now, of course, I want to get paid for my time, but it's one of those <laughs> things where like, I love it. I would really, I would really do it now that I've found it and found what it does for me in my life. I would, I'll do this every day until I can't speak anymore. Like, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's incredible to be able to help people feel better about themselves just by telling them to love themselves, to show, to tell them that it's been hard for me to love myself, but I'm loving myself now more than I ever have. And my life is better now than it's ever been because of it. See, yoga so, needs more you know, person- you just- yoga needs more personalities like that. They need more people like teaching in front of the class where you see them. Like when you're vulnerable, I think when human beings are vulnerable in a position like that, it lets everybody else know it's okay. Like, 
it's all we're all relatable, yeah, right? We're, we're trying to relate to something. And when you're when you're going through, like I know from experience, when I was going through some hard times, I felt like I, I actually had this conversation with my wife the other day. Like you feel like you're the only person going through that situation, even though you know you're not. You know it's right. happened a million other people. Like you've heard, yeah. But in your yeah. situation, your bubble. You're the only one going through it, and there's no if there's nobody to relate to, you don't have anybody close to you that that uh, can help you through it. It's like, man, you feel alone, like you feel all by yourself, and you don't know what to do. You know, like you have no idea where to go right. or what to do, and and then you find something like this, like oh, it's so freeing, and like it makes it makes the world. It opens your eyes up, and you're like, oh wait, 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 the yoga instructor is going like. He had a hard time with something too. You know what? And he's up there. He's happy. He's teaching yoga. He's doing what he loves. You know what? Everything's okay. I'm going to sit. You know what? Yeah, I'll sit here for eight minutes and be still. I'm going to turn my Apple Watch off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I just think that, you know, it's it. You're right. Whenever you are vulnerable, that's what it is to be a yoga teacher. Pretty much. It's you're giving a performance 60 minutes and you're trying to get people to let go, which is hard. Because like I said, the the pain, the trauma is heavy. So to let go of that is scary because it's like, it's what I know. You know, it's, it, it's I'm comfortable in, in being upset about some shit all the time. Like, okay, but, you know, just listen to that. Like, if you think about that, it's like, what? So you, so you would willingly choose to be frustrated about some shit that happened to you 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? And... And let it affect your everyday life, or you can talk about it to a group of people that are going to hold space for you, that are going to care about what you say, and they're going to try and just hug you and tell you it's okay. Like you're you're good enough. It, what happened to you back then doesn't make you any less of a an amazing person here and now, right in front of us. So, being in yoga teacher training is actually. What for me was the the part where that allowed me to start to let some shit go, let trauma go, let things that happened in my past go to where I could just be, just be good. I could just be great. You know, I don't, I don't got to let things that, that happen to me or the way that people treat me be associated with my self-worth or be associated with how much I love myself, you know? So, but it takes time, you know, it does take time and it takes, it takes you having to be, to allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And a lot of people don't do that because it, they think it, it'll make them look weak or make them look less manly if you're a man or, or, or less put together if you're a woman or, or whatever, however you, you know, you under, you know, you, you, you associate yourself or, or you would like to be seen as someone who's got their shit together when really all of us are fucked up. You know, none of us really have it all together. Right. Like, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got trauma. Like, and it's funny too, because like you said, that kind of, that, um, that misconception of, you know, thinking that yogis are people who have it together. Like if anything, yogis are the people who are just as screwed up as anybody else, but they're willing to go to a space where you know that that's actually part of why you go is to get rid of that shit. And I'm sure that the, um, the CrossFit community is like that in a way as well, because you're, 
using those endorphins that you get when you work out, same thing in yoga, to overcome maybe how you're feeling in your emotional life or how you're feeling in your spiritual life. You're kind of filling gaps, if you will. And it's always better to fill gaps with something that's positive or productive for your body and for your heart and for, for, for your life. But, you know, it's something where I think even then, like, it's good to go to therapy. It's good to talk to somebody and get an opinion or get an understanding from an outside perspective as to why things might not be going the way that you want them to go. And it, you know, it's a, it's expensive, but it's something that is worth investing in. And then once you kind of get a baseline for your, you know, for your mental health, you can approach your mental health in multiple different ways. Luckily for me, once I got a good grip on it and was in therapy, which I still need to go back. Everybody does, but it's something where once I got a good grip on it, I started going to, to, to the yoga studio nonstop and that was my therapy. And it's pretty much still been my therapy. And then having conversations like these with other yogis or other people who are in search of enlightenment. And you have these moments, these epiphanies, these breakthroughs where you start to understand things about yourself better and how you can love yourself or how you can fill your own glass, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, you're talking about therapy and stuff and not that I haven't been to therapy and don't support the therapy side. For me, the most benefit I got was surrounding myself with people that I wanted to be successful. Like, so not rich wise, but like people with strong values that, you know, that kind of were doing the things that I wanted to be in the future. Like the good things, all the mm -hmm. good things, like just right. support yourself with those people. But then getting with them and being vulnerable with them, like you would a therapist, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they, like it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. you just need somebody to talk to, bro. Yes. Like basically you just need someone talk to talk about the shit that's bothering but objective like, you gotta have honest you gotta have honest people to tell you the truth versus you can't have if you're gonna do that with friends you can't have yes men i hate i don't like them in my life like yeah. i like people who are gonna tell me straight up like look dude that wasn't right. as good you can you can tighten up here you can tight i don't view that as negative i use that as like constructive you know and and if you got yeah. a friend that's willing yeah. to be like dude you're my friend i'll go to war with you like, this is what I see where you can tighten this up. Okay. And if you tell them something out loud and they go, dude, you're the problem in this situation. You're like, okay. You know what I mean? Like you, you need friends like yeah. that around. That's yeah. where I got it. Um, I have that kind of view on the therapy thing where, I mean, and I support all of that stuff, all that therapy. When you're talking right now, it really got me to thinking, you know, yoga, you're focusing on getting into poses. The physical, you said is 5%, right? Or whatever. You're focusing on getting into poses. Mm -hmm. So you've got to focus on these poses so hard that your mind is going to release all the other things that are going on. So like in let's mm -hmm. say the CrossFit workout for me, I've got to think of I'm terrible at counting reps because I forget. I just go. They say three, two, one, go. I just go like I'm just going I'm like, whatever. And I've got to focus yeah. on the numbers. I've got to focus on the movements. I've got to focus on moving quickly. And I've got, you know, I'm tired and under all this stress when I'm trying to work with my brain on a, on a problem, that's when you forget about everything going on in yoga. It's the same way when your brain has to start figuring out a problem, like how to get in this pose and you're not good at it and you're focusing and you're trying and you're focusing eventually in that point, that's where the meditation is. That's where you lose all sense yeah. of everything. Well, outside. And, and the, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and the big thing is, 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 the pranayama, 
the basis of your breath, right? The practice of breath in yoga is so key. It's what makes yoga different than any other workout because it is the basis of every single practice that is physical. So your practice in, you know, um, in, in CrossFit or rollerblading, especially, especially because you're like, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta control your breath because your breath controls your heart rate. So, and you realize if you're feeling anxious about something, your heart rate is probably climbing, right? If you can come back to your breath, you can lower your heart rate, come back to a, a better understanding. You can release yourself from any type of physical, you know, um, like tightness that you feel in your body simply through your breath. So in yoga, you come back to your breath and you're cued through your breath the entire practice. So when you're doing that, you're staying with your breath. You're focusing and you're controlling your heart rate. So you're actually slowing down the heart when you need to, when it gets too fast by coming back to your breath. And this will help you in all aspects of your physical life. So that's something where I think big, big in yoga is the breath, is the practice of breath. And once you come into that, you can apply that to other practices like CrossFit or hunting or, you know, anything anything that you have to hold your breath in you know, like soccer, anything, you can control your heart rate, you can truly control how, you know, you handle high pressure, high intensity situations. So that's what I love about it is you can actually control the heart rate, you can control the breath, you can control the body, you are in complete control, you just don't realize it. So that's, what, that's what I really love about yoga, too, is that you have, like I said, if you just get so many things, you almost forget about all the good things that happen to you inside that space. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one hundred percent true. Like it, the the heart rate thing, it's a real thing. Like settling your heart rate down. Nobody makes great decisions with their heart rate going like blasting. You know, you're you're you can't think straight. Everything when you're in a competitive setting, if you watch the pros and the most successful on any level, they always calm themselves before something so they can focus or not calm themselves, but like. Because you can be nervous without having a high heart rate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that yeah. breath, what you're talking yeah. about, dude, breath work is so amazing. I don't care what level, like what you're doing it, whether it's Wim Hof, yoga, learn, just practicing on your Relevant. own, whatever, dude. It's it's yeah. it's a, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, de it's definitely a huge part of why yoga is so magic because you – have, and what's so cool too is, is your body breathes on its own, you know? So it's not like you have to focus on breathing to breathe. You're going to breathe always to survive. Your body will do this. So it's cool that it happens without you even really knowing it. But if you can control the way you breathe, you can even control the way you speak like I'm doing now. I'm controlling the amount of words that I'm saying and I'm even filling spots that make it sound more interesting just by adding little bits of space little pockets of time by controlling the breath and how i'm expelling energy and how i observe the conversation observe the words see all of that is different than me just speaking regularly and that's how you that's how you can be when you're teaching too so the breath applies to all facets of your life even how you communicate, right? So, man, you got to get a podcast going again, like on dude, all I, things, like all things. <laughs> it, it's something where I probably, you know, I probably will. And, you know, maybe we'll, we'll get together. I know we're coming up right on an hour, but you know, maybe we'll get together again and, and talk more about 
you know, you know rollerblading or, or um, you know, other things that we're mutually interested in. But but, you know, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you having me on. dude. This was this was cool. It's a cool. It's cool to be able to expel positivity on a platform that hopefully might help others, you know, like that's all I could ever hope to do. If someone was to listen to this podcast and, and say, you know, I really needed that. I really, really was looking for something. I was in a dark place and I needed a little bit of light. And I found that when I listened to this podcast and now I go to yoga or now I come back to my breath or now I'm, I'm researching how to meditate or I'm going to therapy because, you know, Austin said it's important to go to therapy. He goes to therapy. He seems like he's got his shit together. Trust me. I don't really, I, I mean, I do, but I still am working on it. I'm a work in progress. All of us are, you know, we're all in this state of repa- repair. But the thing is, is we're also all good enough right here and now. You're good enough. I'm good enough. You're worthy of light and love. And so am I. So give it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love it, dude. I love it. This is This has been... This has been an awesome, awesome show. And yeah, you can come on anytime, dude. Like, and I, right. I normally wouldn't have Fuck to that. do the hour, except I got to go pick up kids. So like, I, yeah. I have a small little pad, but like not much. We're but- good, dude. I got what we needed. I think that people will listen to this and probably be like, whoa, that was good. You know, that I needed that. Oh, it's so, like yeah. the whole, you're like a clip machine, dude. I could just sit there and just play, like re- record and then just throw a clip out. Because like, look, Austin said this, I'll have clips for like, six months of just your podcast amazing. like <laughs> amazing this is great this yeah. is great this is awesome man well man thanks great. uh give a shout out to your yoga studio all that stuff where they can find you when you teach and okay. whatever you want okay all right so personal promo time uh my name is uh ratchet underscore rabbit on instagram that is not a mistake ratchet underscore rabbit on instagram so follow me if you don't i'll follow you back i will like all your posts i'll comment i'll send you messages of positivity and give you good energy if you support me, I will support you. That is the way. Um, I teach at Black Swan Yoga Studio. I am that's here in Dallas, Texas. There are two locations. There's one on in Bishop Arts. I teach there every Monday at 9 a.m. That's a power flow. Every Monday at noon, uh, same place at Bishop. And that's a that's a sculpt. So if you want to lift weights, if you are part of you know the CrossFit community, and you'd like to do a little bit of crossover with yoga and like free weights, kettlebells, things along those lines. Come to that skull class. I teach two of those every week, both at uh, Black Swan Yoga Bishop Arts. Again, that's every Monday at nine for a power flow. Every Monday at noon for a sculpt. Tuesday evenings, I teach over at the other studio, Black Swan Yoga Lovers Lane. I teach there. That's a slow flow that I teach every. Tuesday evening at 10 p.m. Now, every Thursday, I teach a sculpt class against that's lifting weights with yoga. That's the um, the class that I think a lot of people who like lifting weights would like to get into yoga. Maybe it's a good way to get into yoga because it's not as formal. It's a little bit more fun. And, and the music, obviously, the playlist is always bomb because your boy is on the ones and twos. <laughs> so having said that, again, my name is Austin Ardone. It was a pleasure speaking with all of you this evening. Thank you for having me. And uh yeah, peace and love. All right, man. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Do not forget, support Austin and the Black Swan Yoga community in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Head on over to 95adventures.com and purchase some coffee to help support this show. And until the next episode, see ya.